Well, welcome back to the Care Team Podcast. This is Thursday, December 2nd, episode 64. Uh, our uh, our go-to verse is Romans 12.2, change your mind, change your life. And we're going to talk a little about uh, walk what you talk. But before we get started, we're going to have a, a brief soft start. And that is going to be, it's a similar soft start than what we've done <laughs> in the past, but this is going to be a Christmas would you rather Tommy was pretty excited about this, folks, I was, before we yeah. got started, so I'm anxious to hear these questions. All right. Would you rather be a kid or a grandparent during the holidays? Oh, it's good. Probably a kid. Kid. I think. I mean, the only reference I have is from a kid, so I'm going to have to go with a kid as well, but something about being a grandparent where you got like, yeah. best thing, I'd be like, well, I guess it's time to go home now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The grandparents like the drop in the mic, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm out. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's time to go. Yeah. So, all right. Would you rather eat Thanksgiving food every day or never again? Wait a minute. I thought this was a Christmas. Well, question. Christmas, but it's like, if we're, just, we're, just, we're just coming off Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving so. food every day yeah. or, or never, never again. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, I think every day would have to. I mean, and we had something similar too. When I my last assignment in the army, uh, it was at Human Resources Command. We had a really nice dining facility, and every Thursday they had Thanksgiving. Hey, yeah, and it was pretty good. <laughs> Whenever we had our our boys, Jessica always chooses the turkey dinner mm-hmm. in the hospital. Yeah, she's like I don't care if it's hospital food; it's turkey dinner. <laughs> so I think I can answer for her too. It'd yeah, be every day instead of not at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather lose your voice for the holidays or only be able to speak in lyrics from popular holiday songs? <laughs> wow, I think speaking lyrics from popular holiday songs, that would be fun. I I I just couldn't do that. I think I'd have to go lose my voice. Okay, so, yeah. If I, mean, I, I know that if the two of us could speak in movie quotes from holiday yes, movies, we would yeah. we would go for it. And then the last one is would you rather get a useful gift or a fun gift? Mm. I, I think for me, I'd have to go useful. I mean, I, I'm all about fun gifts, but I'm also, I kind of find useful gifts as a geeky way of being fun. Well, I was going to say the same thing because yeah. for me, like, I like, I, you, you've seen it. I've got a little weight room at home. Mm-hmm. A fun gift would be like something for my weight room, but yeah. that's very useful too. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to go with, I'd have to go with useful. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, as we, uh, as we dive in today, uh, we have a, uh, pretty deep topic and that is are you walking what you talk yeah you know and, and yeah and so tom do you want to kind of kick us off on yeah that? i would um yeah thank you and uh, thanks for that start too um yeah it is a serious topic um definitely isn't meant to be um a scolding topic as much as encouraging and maybe convicting if if it's speaking to you but we talk about this a lot in in recovery and coming from care ministry recovery is um uh, something that comes up a lot um, and that's recovery from any anything, whether that's grief or a hurt or an addiction. And what they talk about in recovery is um, you've you've really got to do what's laid in front of you. In other words, you have to you can't just talk about recovery. It can't just be a theory. Mm-hmm. You have to walk it out. And I think a lot of those concepts very quickly and easily translate to our faith in general. Um, John fourteen twenty one says, "Whoever has my commands and keeps them." is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. But that key there is keeps the commands. Yeah. So, you know, we can go to church every week. We can even read our Bible every day. 
we can have the best of intentions, but if we're not purposefully and practically and responsibly walking out what it is we're learning and hearing in Scripture, mm-hmm. then we're really Christian in name only. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and that, that, that I, I really like that because you know, oftentimes one of the questions we ask is, you know, are you a Christian? And and a lot of times we'll we'll get a response, well, yeah, of course, I'm here at the church. And it's like, well, what does that mean exactly for you? And, you know, when you see things like following my commands and, and, and surrendering to God's will and his plans, um, you know, there, there's a lot to that. And so are you are you saying you're a Christian, but you don't have to do these things that Christians are called to do? Is it like almost like a, a prideful thing where you have like this, like this, this superior worth or this conceit or this like this elevated sense of self? Is that, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think sometimes it's also... Um, easier in other words i don't want to fail and so if i don't try i can't fail yeah you know i already know i'm a sinner i already know i'm going to fall short mm-hmm. so if i already know that why why am i applying this to my life and i yeah. think people um, may not even be conscious of feeling or thinking that way but i want to encourage people that um a life of applying God's word and falling short is going to still be far better than a life of not applying God's word. Oh, amen. And and I've got a few other scriptures here that I definitely want to get to, but I I just want to say to people that, you know, I think it's Dallas Willard said it this way. If you're really a Christian, you are a disciple. And if you're a disciple, you're a Christian. And a disciple is a learner. And what is the point of learning if you're not going to apply what you learn? What What is the point of a head full of knowledge, you know, and, and not applying it? Um, which scripture is it? I'm trying to think here. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Here it is, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Mm-hmm. And that ought to scare all of us. I know it scares me. I, I think about this often. You know, listen to listen to that. All the, All those, you know, Paul echoes this a little bit when he talks about you can do all these things, but if you do it without love, it's a banging gong and a resounding symbol. This idea that doing these things aside from love, and we know that Scripture tells us that God is love, Jesus is love. And so over and over we hear this concept of if you don't know Jesus intimately, if you don't love him, then you can do all these great things. Even it says cast out demons. You can cast out demons and the Lord will say, I didn't know you. Mm-hmm. And, and just that emphasis, and going back to that prior scripture again, well, how do I know I know him? Well, you get to know him by keeping his commands. The more that we do, someone said to me once, faith is like an invisible boat. Mm-hmm. You start rowing, and then it appears under you. You know, that if, that if you want to know Jesus, start by getting into scripture and keeping his commands and walking out your faith. And before you know it, you're getting to know the character of Jesus and becoming closer to him. It doesn't typically work the opposite way. Mm-hmm. We don't just decide one day we're going to get close to Jesus and then, oh, and then I start keeping his commands. It's an act of our will. It's a, it's a conscious decision to start walking out what the scripture says. Yeah. Well, and I was actually talking with a guy uh, earlier this week about uh, just about just that. And, you know, when I think about what we're commanded to do, dive into God's word, love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
and and love our neighbor as ourself. It's like, you know, and, and this is not to be prideful. I just want to kind of talk about what I was studying today. I, I was diving into Acts 1 today. And so, like, in Acts 1, there's just so much goodness. And, uh, like, one of the verses we got was where Jesus says uh, in verse, starting in verse 4, he says, you heard from me for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And it's like, you know, that there's just so much happening there, but that's just such good news. It's like, you know, we're talking about, you know, you know, the Holy Spirit falling on us and, 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 and uh, it's just, just amazing. And so, but if, if you're, if you're reading through stuff like this and you're like, what do you mean baptized with water versus being baptized with the Holy Spirit? There are so many different good resources out there that are free. Right. Too. I mean, you have like the Bible app, which is, you know, if you have a smartphone, you can, you can download that. There's the Bible project, which will actually unpack each, each book of the Bible. Uh, you have got questions, which is another good one. So, I mean, there's just a lot of ways to, you know, when I was talking to this person a few days ago, uh, the, the response I got was, well, it's just hard to read the Bible. And I'm like, yeah, cause it's God's authoritative living word, but it's also a sufficient meaning like the Bible is sufficient to, to interpret itself. Well, but, 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 and, but and to your tools. point about the Holy Spirit, yeah, the Holy Spirit is what enables us to read Scripture and get anything out of yeah. Scripture, mm-hmm. and also gives us that strength and ability to walk out the commands. Yeah. God's not asking us to do it on our own strength, yep. and that should be really good news to everybody mm-hmm. that we're not asked to do this in our own steam. And in fact, maybe a lot of folks who are struggling, kind of how we open today, maybe some of those folks that aren't trying to apply this stuff to their life tried and failed because they weren't doing it in the spirit. Oh yeah. They were doing yeah. it of their own steam. And and if we do, we're going to fail every time. Yeah. Well, and, and you bring up a good point too, is, you know, uh, how, how are you studying? Like one of the things that I was taught a long time ago is that you don't just crack open a, a book of the Bible at a random page. One, uh, two, before you do start doing anything, you, you pray, you spend time in God, you know, talking with God saying, God, soften my heart. I, I, I don't know what I'm getting ready to read, or uh, I'm struggling with this. Uh, you know, I struggled with yesterday's readings or the last, or maybe it wasn't yesterday. Maybe it was 10 years ago when you read before, you know, I really struggled with this guy. Can you help me understand, help guide me through this? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and there, there's a lot of ways, a lot of good ways to do that. As I was thinking about this topic and, and I don't know if the listeners feel the same way I do, but too many times I've listened to a message or a sermon and it's awesome and it's inspiring and maybe even convicting, but I'm waiting at the end for that sort of, how do I apply this? Yeah. And I often don't get it. <laughs> and so it's kind of a personal commitment to go, and I, I always want to be on this and give people, I know, Tommy, you do this too. We try to give you next steps or how do I walk this out? Mm-hmm. And, you know, with scripture, there are things that really stand out. I've got a couple I'm going to rattle off, but even a couple other concepts I want to share. And that is, you know, we hear in the scripture that if I have a resentment, if I have an issue, if I'm having a problem, if I'm having a conflict, if I'm out of sorts with any brother or sister in Christ in my life, mm-hmm. God says, leave your gift at the altar. Yep. And I and I want to encourage people, what, what's that about and what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, what that means is God doesn't want your devotion, devotion and worship to him if we don't have both parts of the greatest commandment right? Because we're to love our neighbor as ourselves and God with all of our hearts, mind, soul, and strength. And God is saying, you, if you love me, you're going to have good relationships with the people in your life and you're not going to leave things mm-hmm. the way they are. So a practical step would be literally making a point to go to those people in your life that you're having conflict with and seek resolution. 
And if you need to take a, a pastor, a friend, another Christian brother or sister there to support you, then do that. But make those things right. If you're living this out, if you're following God's commands, that won't just be a theory in your life. That will be something you go and do. And let me let me share a couple other um, scriptures that give some practical things for us to do. Galatians 6 2 says, carry each other's burdens and so you fulfill the law of Christ. That could literally be helping a neighbor move, or that could be hearing somebody out who just lost a loved one is in grief. That we are to share in whatever's going on with our brothers and sisters. Hebrews 13 16. Don't forget to do good and to share what you have because God is pleased with these kinds of sacrifices. We're to be looking in our life for places to serve, whether that's literally serving at church or a food pantry, or again, if that's simply reaching out to our neighbor. I had a pastor, uh, Pastor Grogan, uh, I'll give him a shout out. Uh, I think it was 10 years he scooped a neighbor's driveway every winter until mm-hmm. it softened the guy's heart enough to have a relationship with him. That's, That's awesome. walking out our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew 5.42, give to those who ask and don't refuse those who wish to borrow from you. That's really straightforward, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we sometimes want to complicate scripture, and I'm, I'm going to speak for myself, and maybe I blow it off because I go, well, I don't, I don't know what that means, or I don't know how to apply that to my life. But there are plenty of things in Scripture that are very straightforward that maybe I just don't want to apply to my life that yeah. I need to apply. And one last one here, Romans twelve thirteen, Contribute to the needs of God's people and welcome strangers into your home. Mm-hmm. You know, again, these are very practical things we can do. Of course, we are safe. We don't allow someone that might be unsafe into our home. It doesn't say that. We use, we use our common sense and we pray and ask for wisdom. But again, these are pretty straightforward things that Scripture are encouraging us to do. Yeah. Well, and oftentimes when I think about, you know, walking the walk versus talking the walk, I think about, you know, if you're, if you're going to be talking, if you're going to be leading, if you're going to be directing somebody, you, uh, the, the idea is, is you're, you're leading, you're teaching from a position of victory or success or healing. That's right. Uh, into something. So you, you so to back that up, then that means you've trans, you've been transformed. You've, you've had transformation happen, happen in your life. And so, which kind of goes back to our, our, our overarching verse, you know, Romans 12 too. And so, you know, and so if, if we're trying to teach somebody about maybe, maybe we're trying to help somebody through a season or maybe some type of an unrepentant sin, you know, you can even look at Matthew 7, 3, you know, why do you, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but not notice the log that's in your own eye? Mm-hmm. And it's like, basically we need to make sure that, before we're out talking the talk, which is, is easy to do, and, and the world tells you everybody should be doing it, we need to make sure we're walking the walk, and then we're, we're taking inventory of ourselves, and we're diving into God's Word. You know, uh, if, if it comes down to just our own personal growth, uh, you know, with, with, with Christ, we need to make sure that we're diving into God's Word. And I can tell you that there are so many ways to do it that it's just, it's, it's beautiful, it's fun. I mean, it, it's, it's enjoying. I mean, like, I, I, Tom will tell you, I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen those markers I keep in my desk, and it's like I totally love to geek out. It's like purple's for Jesus only, yellow is for commands, green <laughs> is for good news, red's for sin, and blue is for anything else that has to do with God. And it's like I just love finding all those things and being like, nope, that's Jesus right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just, it's good. And I'm a nerd, but it, 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 it's good stuff. And I'm not trying to say I have to lift myself up. I'm just saying that's a way. You know, if you need something to kind of motivate you as you're doing your your, your Bible study, that, that that's another way you can do it. I, I You made me think that, 
the good the the leaders that I've had in my life that I've been more than happy to follow mm-hmm. would never ask me to do anything they wouldn't do themselves. Yes. And I think that that's a big part of what we're saying when we're saying, hey, if you're going to be a witness for Christ and for the gospel, and you're going to walk what you talk, then you shouldn't be talking about or encouraging anybody to do anything you wouldn't do yourself. Or you're currently not already doing. Well, that's right. That's right. And, you know, you mentioned change your mind, change your life. And I would say change your mind, change your actions, because out Mm -hmm. of our will, out of our mind comes our actions. Yeah. And so as, as we allow Jesus, because he's who does the renewing, as he renews our minds, yep. that should also be renewing our walk. That yep. should also be renewing what we're doing. And, um, you know, this is not a, what I want to say, this is not a, a podcast encouraging, uh, you know, uh, salvation through works. This is mm-hmm. a podcast encouraging you that our salvation should encourage good works in our life that yeah. that it's it's it, we don't um we don't earn our salvation through our works but our salvation should encourage good works and we've already read scriptures that are telling us we're supposed to do that and you know that that's especially important when you uh in situations where you have where you have couples counseling for example uh, a couple will come in because one of the uh either the husband or the wife somebody's done something and and their spouse is, is talking about the, the issues, so you can just pick something there. And it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm thankful that we're talking about that. Praise God that you are here, that you're both here, and we're talking about that issue. But let, let's peel it back a couple layers. And what's your, what's your walk with Christ like? And a lot of times I'll get a response like, well, I pray. I'm like, okay, great, that's awesome. But then I ask, okay, what, what's your Bible study life like? Well, I read the Bible a week ago or you know, I don't know how to read the Bible or I get intimidated by reading the Bible or I came to church last Sunday or, or I came to church two weeks ago and it's, it's, it's just so much more than that. Right. Well, and so I try, I try to gently press in and say, you know, it, I, I, I remind him of what Nate said a few weeks ago. It's like, you know, we, everybody wants God to, to speak to them. And it's like, God has, has spoken in the Bible and we, and we get prompting by the Holy spirit and we, and we get words coming out of the Bible. And it's like that, if you're looking for direction, like there's direction right there. I think that's a really good point. And if you're wanting God to talk to you and start with scripture, I almost yeah. see scripture as the primer, right? Yeah. As I'm in his word, as I'm reading, it's almost as if that that's opening the communication. Yep. You know, we're, we're opening the door, so to speak. And then I start to, oh gosh, God's talking to me through that person. Oh, I needed that, you know. Yeah. But but the scripture is the prompting and the opening mm-hmm. for that, so that's really good. You know, people are listening to this, going, "Okay, this is the care the care ministry podcast." Yeah. What's this have to do with care? And it has everything to do with care. Yep. Um, really, you know, I was thinking about this today. I, I listen to a lot of pastors online. I listen to a lot of Dallas Willard's teachings that are on YouTube, and I do that while I'm getting ready to go to work, and and a lot of times that'll prompt thoughts. And one of the things I was thinking is that just how God's love for us and his care and his concern and his desire for relationship literally echoes throughout Scripture, starting in Genesis, starting with his relationship with Adam and Eve, starting with the fact that the Trinity was there at the the beginning and in creation, and just this idea that we serve a Lord and worship a God that is all about love and relationship, and that care is is an act of relationship. It is an extension of oneself to another for the goodness of both. 
And so if you're thinking, like, what does this have to do with care ministry? Everything. Love's how we care for one another. And it's the law. It's, it's Jesus said the greatest commandments. He said he came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. So to care for one another and to love one another is fulfillment of the law and that we can't do that and we can't walk that out in our lives if we don't intimately know Jesus. Yep, absolutely. And it's just, it's so critical just to be in God's word, to make that a priority. And and one thing that, uh, you know, when, it, when we think about care and how this applies to care, I think we've mentioned this before. I know Nate's mentioned it from the stage as well, is that the impact of being in God's word multiple times a week you know, once a week, twice a week, even three times a week, that's very minimal differences. But when you get to four, five, six and above, you start to see things like anxiety go down, stress goes down, marital satisfaction goes up, uh, joy goes up. And so just all these things, you know, uh, alcohol abuse goes down. Just, just You just start to see the, the power of, of God working in and through your life just by diving in and connecting with him. Well, the word tells us that he's the author and perfecter of our faith. And as our faith increases, that's our trust and our assurance. And so as our trust and our, ins- our assurance increase, the things that seem to be bothersome or problems or issues, I mean, everything you just said is so true. Mm-hmm. And for me, I can just see how that works. You know, oh, yeah. It's like as my faith increases, all these things that seem scary and bothersome and problems seem to somehow diminish in my life. Yeah. Right. And my anxiety begins to subside mm-hmm. and I really understand that I'm I'm cared for. And I don't know about anybody else, but when I'm in good space, I feel at peace. I have what I know I have what I need. I'm so much more likely to reach out and be loving and care for other people. Mm -hmm. And so, again, we start with our primary relationship and our primary identity, which Tommy and I like to talk Mm -hmm. about all the time, which is in Christ. Yep. And that will trickle down, if you will. Faith is a trickle-down economic, right? Yeah. It really (laughs) does. And, And it's just so true that as I see God's generosity with me, I'm so much more generous to others. Yep. Well, and, you know, we were talking a little about uh, the, the song you heard there at the beginning. That was a Josh Groban song. And, and there's another song on the album that has, like, uh, it talks about I'll be home for Christmas, and it has some uh, military men and women talking. And so, uh, and we think, and, and that just kind of, maybe that prompted me for this, but, you know, I think about the, the joy and the happiness and the peace we find in God's Word. Uh, for example, I think it's Psalm 46 where it talks about the God of Jacob is my fortress, and when I think about what a fortress is like, the only thing I can imagine is a massive place like Bagram Air Force Base in Afghanistan, where it was just, mm. it was solidified. I mean, or not solidified, but it was, it was hardened. It was guarded. It was, it was, you know, just ready for war and combat. And to think that uh, the God of Jacob is our fortress and that fortress that I knew and I saw and I, I was at many times uh, is nothing compared to like what God is like. And so just that, that, that comfort and peace of uh, that, that feeling of safety when you get into God's word. Yeah, that's good. Well, I know we're probably needing to wrap up here and, and kind of, I would end it in some ways where we started it. And that is that again, this was not meant to be, uh, I always say a wagging the finger at you because when we point, oh, absolutely not, when yeah. we point a finger, we have three pointing back at ourselves, <laughs> but it was more to just say that, that for all of us, let's be encouraged that we have uh, a God whom with all things are possible, 
We can absolutely Amen. walk out what he's asking us to walk out. We don't need to be afraid of it. We don't need to be afraid of failure. And and the life of abundance and fullness that he promises us comes in the process of walking that out. As we get ready to wrap up, you know, we're reminded that that prayer is primary. And we think about this concept, that this idea of, of walk what you talk. That's a great place to start. So let's uh, let's dive into prayer. Father, we thank you so much for today. God, we thank you so much for loving us. We thank you for your grace, your faithfulness, your promises, your word. God, we thank you that we get to come to you directly. God, as we uh, as, as we dive into this topic today, God, uh, we're reminded of how important it is, how critical it is uh, with our mental health and our, and our brain health and our uh, emotional, physical health to, to be into your word and to, to surrender to your will and to connect with you multiple times throughout every day. God, we, uh, we love you and we just pray that we pray for softened hearts. We pray for ears that are quick to listen and, and mouths that are, are, are slow to speak. Uh, God, as we just dive into your word and seek out your will and your wisdom, because we know that you are perfect and that your, your ideas are so much better than what our ideas can even begin to uh, understand. God, we love you, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, don't forget, you can uh, check us out for this episode or others at 7 a.m. on Thursdays on Facebook, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, or YouTube. You can also go to mindorsha.com slash care for additional resources. We love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.